before we get started, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we produce this podcast, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of What A Great Punk. Thank you. It's good to be here. Pleasure to have me. Nice to see you, Todd. Yeah, great to see you. We got Justice Trip on the pod today. Shout outs. From Trapped Under Ice and Angel Dust and his solo project, Cold Mega. We met Justice at backstage at um at yours and ours fest in Wollongong when they were over here Angel Dust were over here playing shows yeah and uh, been meaning to get him on the pod for a while so it's really really good that we finally got to catch up yeah it's mad want to give a massive shout out to Young Henry's who just make the best beer in Australia particularly the XBA which is freezing cold yeah it's a cold XBA it's bloody good yeah big shout outs to Young Henry's we love you thank you for sending us beers all the time and um, shout outs to our Patreon we do a bonus episode every week on the Patreon. And actually, this was kind of a long chat, so the second half of this episode is going to be on the Patreon. It's like five bucks a month. USD. You get an extra episode every week, and um, it supports the pod. So, you know, I reckon if you're thinking about it, maybe now's the time. And if you're not thinking about it, ask yourself, why aren't I thinking about this? We'll we'll welcome a couple of new people to the Patreon. Um, They've signed up recently. We've got James, welcome to the Patreon. Welcome, James. Chad. The name's Bond. James Bond. Um, and <laughs> your face. <laughs> Welcome to the Patreon, Jordan. Welcome, Jordan. Michael Jordan. No! <laughs> okay. There's a new theme. For some reason, your face reminded me of something that happened before when I was out at um, lunch. This guy walked past and he was just coming back from the toilet, but I thought he worked there and I went, thank you, uh, thanks mate, because we were leaving. Oh yeah. So I was like like saying thanks to like a, a waiter or something <laughs> and I went, thanks mate. And he went, you're welcome. <laughs> and he didn't work there and he kind of just paused and like fucking went, what the fuck did I just say that for? Yeah. It was real good. Anyway, shout outs to that guy. Yeah, shout outs. Um, sick. Oh, and... Um, if you like this episode and you're new to the pod, you might want to go back and listen to episode 131, Maybe We Do Suck, featuring Ross Farras from Ceremony. Uh, that was a great chat and it's a sick band. Yeah. And the first episode that we did uh, with Jim and Lewis from Civic was a, was a good one. Uh, that episode's called Windows 94, beats uh, Jim and Lewis from Civic. Shout <laughs> God out bless Jim for saying yeah. Windows 94. <laughs> And if, you, if you've never listened to our band, we're called These New South Wales, go listen to us online. And we have a TV show on comedy, a Comedy Central TV series, which is now on YouTube, all on YouTube. It's called These New South Wales. It's a mockumentary it's for fans of The Office UK and Spinal Tap. Check it out. All right, let's get into this episode. Right. This is Justice Troop. Catchy smile. You got that catchy smile Stop a while Come back with that catchy smile Come back baby, we'll fly away Come back, we'll just fly away Together baby, but Don't tell your nonna Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah man, perfectly Oh. I'm glad I did it right because I'm really good at not doing it right a lot of times. <laughs> um, I want a cool background like y'all though. What's up with that? How do I do that? Y'all look cool as shit. 
I mean, that ba- that bass stack's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I reckon you're looking good. You've got a cool chair. Or my chain, too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, no, I'm going to get mine out. Yeah, yeah I got my yeah. chain on as well. Chain gang. Your shirt's out. All right, it's out. You start recording and you realize halfway through and you're like, fuck, the chain's been away the whole time. People think I'm a bum. Oh, no. <laughs> got to get that out every time you go to the bathroom. And then put it away when you're in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. You ever do that? You feel a little scared and you put it away? I, You know, uh, I, I no, don't. I, I have never done that. Hey, respect. <laughs> I don't know. I've like t- I've taken off a hood or like um or oh, yeah. you know I don't know Brushed maybe your head to the side yeah yeah <laughs> done something. I do it with my teeth. If somebody's scary, I'm like, what's up? Oh yeah, <laughs> don't show them the teeth. What was that? <laughs> yeah. Mm. I-, I fear if I ever get locked up that I have to get them taken out before somebody wants them. <laughs> yeah, melts them down. Yeah. <laughs> Are they made of gold? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so you could um, really you could smell them down. Yeah, you could smell them right <laughs> down. It could be smelted and straight. <laughs> I think it's the first time I've heard the word smelted used in a very long time. First time I've ever used it and it felt good, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> it did actually. Yeah, it feels it is a good word to say. What's y'all's vibe? You guys just you want and got a little coffee? Yeah, it's in the morning here. Yeah. So. Morning time. I'm just drinking an instant coffee, um like one from Aldi. Uh Oh, nice. Yeah, which is not pretty... showing up in the screen. It's, oh, it's yeah, it disappears. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. just got a little blue mug from Kmart. Oh. <laughs> Look, I like I the got, blue um, screen. Yeah. I went to the shops and got a coffee, but then I poured it into a mug because I wanted to drink it out of, like, with a handle. Yo, check it out. Brutus wants to say what's up. Brutus, come here, bud. Brutus? Brutus. 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 That's my little dog. Hey. Oh, what's He's really up? interested in us talking and stuff. He's like, what's going on up there? I want to see, you know? He's about to be 14. He's a little scared. He's like old and scared, but he's um, he's doing really good. I think he's yeah. going to be around for another. How, how, how long you had Brutus for? So he's uh, my girlfriend's dog. So we, I mean, we've we been together for a while, but uh, yeah. you know, when I, when I met her, she had Brutus already and we weren't friends. He didn't like me for a long time and now he just can't get enough of me. Is that right? You had to um, sort of win him over. Yeah. I had to That's- break him. I just him his boss, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks so chill. Was it? Was he like nervous of men in general or something like that, or was it? Did he have beef with you? <laughs> I think it's just he was. He wasn't in my vibe. I feel like she told me that that wasn't really a thing before. He just I was the first one. He was like, nah. Yeah. Right. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Cats do that for some reason. Like so, like a friend came over and like loved my cat. One of my cats loved like my my friend, and then. He, um, I like dropped my cat around him, and now every time he comes over, the cat just runs under the bed. That's all it takes oh, sometimes. The and it's just ruined, yeah. ruined for you life. You dropped the cat? Well, like, I picked the cat up, and it was like wriggling out, and it kind of did like it wriggled out in a stupid way, and then like made this whole like scene, you know, where they panic and jump everywhere. But, but the cat landed on his feet, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. It knocked about 10 things off a table and that scared it and then it landed on its feet. I need a cat, man. Cats are pretty cool. I like, I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. We had some people around our house Saturday night for my girlfriend's birthday. But what I was going to say is we spent a bit of time inside appreciating the cats, didn't we, Jamie? Yeah, we did actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a full moment. Just going, wow, so cool. That's what yeah. Um, How was the uh, the party? It was, it was nice. It was a good time. It was good. It was a great party. Um, it was just kind of like sitting out in the backyard 
chatting, having a few drinks. Um, weather was nice. Except I, I had like the worst hangover of, I mean, hangover chat's a little bit boring, but like had the worst hangover of, like I can remember in a long time the day after. It was yeah. bad. Like just ruined me. It's not boring talk if you, as long as it's not every day, you know, I get, oh, yeah. you know, I have had one or two in the last year, you know, keep them sparse and they're excited. Yeah, exactly. A couple, you know, like real, like a real bad one. Though. I was honestly going, I'm so glad I'm not like doing anything today. Like yeah. I wouldn't have been able to like get on a plane or like anything oh, like no. that, you know? Did it Sounds make like you think nightmare. I don't want to fucking drink again for a long time or anything? Yeah, like that? thinking that still. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I just recently quit smoking pot. Um, and smoking pot is kind of really definitive of the last couple of years of my life. It's like such an important tool for me. Yeah. But I think that tool served its purpose. Yeah. And we guys don't like it anymore. And wow. maybe one day mm. I like it again. It's like, yeah. I had like a little bit, I like smoked and I went a little crazy for like a couple of times I smoked. I was just like feeling real weird. And, yeah. Uh, took a week off just to see if I just to be like, yeah, I can not smoke weed for a week. And then I smoked again and I was like, this sucks. It was so much cooler when I wasn't smoking pot. True. So, mm. To drink this bullshit, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, this yerba stuff. I've heard about this stuff. What do you got there? Oh yeah. Yerba mate. What is it? Okay. Yeah. So does it, does it, has that got any sort of effect or what's the, what's the buzz about it? Um, I take back when I said it was bullshit. I just, I just call everything bullshit. This, oh, yeah. I actually <laughs> am a huge fan of this stuff, um, Sick. but it's, this is probably like a small amount of actual yerba mate, which is like her mata or however you say it. Yeah. Um, which is just like, you know, a tea leaf that is known for having, you know, caffeine effects and there's a caffeine element as well. But I think like the, the mata in itself really does something. And specifically, this brand has a little bit of sugar, but it's not crazy. Like in context, mm. like drinking a soda or something, it's like a third of the sugar right. in a soda or something. So I don't feel particularly bad about drinking this stuff. And it wakes me up and it's kind of my morning too. I wake up pretty late. So I've only been awake for a couple hours now. True. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well that's, um. so how long has it been since you, since you quit smoking pot? A couple of weeks? Uh, two say? weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. yeah. It sounds like some big, like, you know. But, Man, no, I, uh, I, I, I understand it. I'm, I'm, I'm like pretty much a, a daily smoker really, you know? So like, yeah. And, and I, I really kind of hear what you're saying. Like you have a few of those instances where, you smoke and it just goes a little bit wrong, whatever, <laughs> for whatever yeah. reason, you know. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's so, it, and yeah, when you when you feel like you've just kind of like, a, you've had a, ch- a shift in preference or something all of a sudden where you're like, I actually know if I want to feel like that right now. Yeah, I think it's a valuable tool. And it's like with any tool, it's like, you know, it's like if I was building a house, I would have a hammer and I would use it every day. And then when the house is built, I'd put the hammer away and, I get a new tool to do a new job. And it's like, I feel like um, smoking, at least on that level, has like did its thing for me. And I kind of don't need that at this point. And it's like, you know, I think I still think weed's cool as shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it really is. I, I had like a long time off it as well. I had a nine year period where I didn't smoke any. And before that, I'd been a daily smoker. And then like I came back to it. Um, yeah, and even got, that nine years, I wasn't it. doing it. I was like, that, I just love that's the coolest thing to do. Like I'd, I'd be, I'd be. I remember being fourteen at school, and like kids at school would get stoned at lunchtime, and I wouldn't. <laughs> but I'd be like, wow, like that's so cool. Like, whoa, they're stoned. 
I was scared. You were right. It is yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we, like when you weren't smoking for that big period of time, we'd even just like walk down the street and Jamie would look up at a balcony and just be like, how cool would it be just to be like on that balcony stoned right now? <laughs> I still think like about that. Consummate. Yeah. Still think about it's that. It's always on your mind. Well, just when I look at a cool balcony, I think, wow. That's so funny. I wonder if there's like a cool oh, chair wow. up there where you can you just like hang to watch out. the world go by. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I, the, a balcony is the last place I would think of. I'd be like, how sick is my couch at the house? Just <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have a thing. Like, I've been touring so much of my life that like the most exciting... Um, exotic place I can be is at home on my couch, you know? Really yeah. It's like, yeah. Just can't even believe it. And I've been home for, um, you know, like when I say home, I still travel like every like week or so. I like go to different cities and do different things, but I'm not like touring, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just being home the last couple of weeks has been like a, a vacation, you know? Yeah. Nice. Do you, I, I, you, do you love your like house and your couch and uh, are you just so happy to yeah, see it all? Yeah. really into it. <laughs> I, lived in, I lived everywhere for a while. I lived in Los Angeles for the last like seven, eight years before I moved back to Baltimore. Oh, right. where I'm from, Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was in like New York, Atlanta, Richmond. I kind of lived a lot of different places. Uh, but coming home and being like, let me get a nice house that can facilitate what I do. Like you mm. can pay the most ridiculous rent in Los Angeles or New York. I can pay half of that for mortgage to own my home in Baltimore. And yeah. like, I've kind of converted this space downstairs, like my studio space. Oh, where I do like, a lot of like songwriting stuff with people and record music. And dude, uh, that is sick. It looks like a, so it looks like quite a big like space down there for you. Like, a, Oh, it's pretty sick. That's it's big. Awesome. Yeah. And it's like, the people who lived here before, like, built out under the house, like, outside oh, yeah. of the house. Right. So, like, the basement's, like, actually bigger than the circumference of the house. Oh, it's pretty. <laughs> but, like, this is all padded, which is great for, like, playing music. It's quiet. Oh. And then I can, like, open these doors. And it's, like, concrete rooms if I want, like, reverb and cool sounds. Oh, for like, yeah. in there and stuff. That's that a good sad. setup. And do you, seeing as you grew up in Baltimore so- Right. So you've got, do you still have a lot of friends like in the area and that kind of stuff? So like moving back yeah. is kind of like, yeah, hum, like home feeling. Yeah. It's like I've like really very fortunate to have very close friends all over the world. But there is something about the friends that grew up where you did, the things you can relate to, and you see so much of yourself in them. Mm. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like easy to be friends. Like you don't ever have to try. You yeah. Know? It's like, it's like people here, I can like not see them for a couple of weeks and we can see each other and just talk shit to each other and just, be awful to each other and we know it's all love, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, it, you're right. Bad. It's such a unique thing that you're talking about there. Like, um, I grew up in a place called the Gold Coast uh, in Queensland. No, you, you've been there a few Coast. times? Yeah, love it. Um, <laughs> That's where I want to live, dude, straight up. Is that right? I'm like, this is where I would stay. This is it. Is that right? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's pretty, it is pretty sick. It's gotten, it's gotten, I don't know, it's gotten better and worse in a lot of ways, but it's, uh, it's, it's a really beautiful place because you can be, and I didn't appreciate it growing up, of course. Like I just was like, this is a fucking shithole. There's nothing to do here. But <laughs> it's like so beautiful. You can be on the beach and then 15 minutes later, you can be in the hinterland surrounded by, you know, rainforest and trees and like yeah. creeks and stuff. We just stayed, I think, two nights in a hotel um, on the, in the Gold Coast zone. I'm sure that it's like really broad and I can't really, but the area where we were, it was like, 
first off, I have, I have celiac, so gluten free is like the word I'm looking for. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And there was a gas station there with a shop that was like all like organic, gluten free, and vegan shop oh, in oh, the gas station. Sick. And that was like right across the street from the beach, and then right on the other side of the street, which was like you know, um, right in front of the beach was like a fish and chip spot so we just like ate fish and chips and gluten-free <laughs> every day and then like went to the beach it's awesome that sounds Sick. so good so you had two days off there uh i think or we had two nights a day off and yeah then a show yeah, yeah two nights there how good's that just a day off on the gold coast it's so fun that's I'm trying nice. to come back i want to come back immediately yeah and i want to more time just relaxing yeah well i mean you guys could come over and just tour again this year couldn't you Surely, at some point. Yeah, theor- theoretically, we're, like working on music and stuff, and um, you know, I think it wouldn't wouldn't be inappropriate to come back. So I'm hoping this year, but if not, early next year at the latest. Yeah, yeah. to come back, do some gigs. So you're working on relax. like new Angel Dust stuff at the moment. Yeah, always. Like, yeah, it's kind of just like, you know, I know a lot of people and bands that have. I don't want to say normal lives, but like jobs that and things that take precedence um, in their life when they're not doing their band. And yeah. like, it's like for, for the most part, it's either this or other music stuff, you know? So it's like, I come home, I'm just writing music. I might work with another band on something, uh, do shows with other bands that I play in. Mm-hmm. But um, Angel Dust has been pretty active. So it's like, just come home and like record ideas for Angel Dust. And then we have like, studio time booked and you know again a lot of stuff i can record here fuck yeah if i want yeah sick that's so fucking sick do you guys like write separately and then bring it all together and sort of like jamming out in the room before you hit the studio or do you sometimes just go like straight from like demo to studio or um so we've been trying different things every time like you know i mean like i think that's also a really important thing with the creative process I think people kind of get um, a system mm. and like if you stick with a system, you start to make the same songs. But if you really? like change the environment, mm-hmm. change the process, um, you make new exciting things. And um, right now, like in this period, we were on tour for, you know, after we were in Australia for like another two or so months, so we did like three and a half months straight, basically, where we just had like a couple days between different countries to like, Sleep. It was like Japan and the States, right? Is that is that where you went afterwards, or more? Yeah, it was like UK before Australia. Yeah, and then it was a sixteen day tour in the UK, which is crazy. I didn't even know there were sixteen places. <laughs> I didn't know there were sixteen <laughs> venues in the UK. You know, yeah. it's like that's yeah. Um, oh so, yeah. Was there any days off in that, or was it like sixteen days back to back, kind of uh, smashing? Probably a day. I think we had one day off in Leeds. Yeah. Days off is a, that's like a new concept to me. Like we never did that when I was mm. younger touring, you know, and it's funny because every now I forget that that's a concept that people take days off and I'm open to it. I love the idea, <laughs> but I forget. So, so like if our agents like, you know, like these, this is like 10 shows in a row, like there's no day off. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's right. people take days off now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's funny because some people are like, I need a day off. I can't tour without it. And then other people are, that we like speak to or you know know sort of they look at the day off as like the dangerous day where you just like have time so you just like drink all day or make like you know what I mean like it's kind of like they prefer mm. not to have that for that reason as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, tour, touring is like kind of abusive in nature. Like you are, your body's just taking a beating and mm, your brain's really taking a beating. But having the place to go and a duty keeps me from getting in my head. Yeah. So if I'm sitting in a hotel room in fucking Nebraska and I haven't seen a lot of my loved ones in a while, haven't been in my paradise, which is the couch, you yeah, know, or whatever, yeah. my dogs. And I have a day home, like a day at a hotel. I'm like, what am I doing? Like I could just be playing a show. And getting home earlier, in theory, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but I do think your body needs to break and it's got to yeah. do it. It's got to get up and take a day off, you know? It's just a yeah. matter of if it gets a break on that day off or not. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 there is, it is quite brutal and it is um, quite punishing on the mind and the um, emotions and everything really, isn't it? be quite tricky yeah oh no one thing i just realized i'm not recording right now uh that's fine is that okay like are you guys yeah we're we're recording here that's all good okay good yeah yeah um Um, do you guys have anything coming up you're pretty busy for a moment there yeah we were we're we're we're, um we're we're doing like uh not we've got a show this weekend actually or sorry this weekend gone when this pod comes out in sydney um just to like a one-off show. And then we're touring in April and we haven't announced it yet, but we're touring in April with Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes in Australia. Oh man, it's awesome. It's a cool yeah. band. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, well, um, that's, I think it's going to be really fun. Some really good venues and shit. But that's all That's all we're doing so far. Yeah, at the that's in Australia? Yeah. yeah. So we're Hell just yeah. kind of similar spot, just working on some new music and um, writing a bunch of things. And yeah, it's kind of like, it's sort of a nice little change to, yeah, doing a lot of touring last year as well and in the similar boat where it's like, oh, man, I can't believe I actually have a weekend with no plans this weekend. That is like a gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's um, so good to refresh like that. I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment. So if I if I have a weekend to relax, I freak out and I'll start calling people. Hey, yeah. man, like you got to come over here and I gotta, we got to work on songs. We got to do yeah, something. Yeah, cool, nice. you know? yeah. And now I'm just like working on other records and stuff, which I really enjoy doing. But yeah, fully. That's, that's um, great. So are you like um, producing or like co-writing or a bit of both or just collabing? I, I'm or- kind of open to either. Like I, I've done both and, and it's kind of my vibe is like, let's just get together with a band that I like that wants help in any way you know or like yeah. just open to playing with me or whatever and see what the relationship is you know yeah so uh i don't there's a cool band i don't i don't know if, maybe i should i don't know if they want me to mention it at this point but they're, they're working on music and they just like came down and jammed with me they drove down from new york so it's kind of like let's see what the vibe is and um we're like writing music and then they had a lot of really cool ideas and i just have like little suggestions here and there mm-hmm. and it's like turning more into a production relationship to where they're like Yo, do you want to produce the record? Like doing this same process in the studio would be helpful to have somebody, you know, doing that. That's yeah, so. that's awesome, man. That sounds so fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. How about this? What you guys are working on right now? What's the what's the angle? Like, where where are y'all at in your storyline? Well, that, no. that's it's a that's a great question. I I guess we're um we've been getting in the in the room together. We often just write just in the room together, um, sort of thing. And um, and there's been a there's been a really good like synergy in the room, um. So just really? a lot of like things are coming out, mm-hmm. um. And we're just sort of recording them on onto iPhone and sort of cataloging them in a, you know, in a loose sort of way, um. 
but yeah, uh, it's still very much that, that like kind of discovery thing, yeah. you know, where you're like, in a way, you, sometimes you write songs that's like, they'll, they'll come out that, that almost sound like they're from the, the the last record, and then there's stuff that you feel like you're pushing in, diff- in a different direction, and so I don't know, it's like finding where the where the cards fall, sort of thing. Yeah. Do you guys like? Um write a lot of songs or like at least like a lot of ideas and then like get an overview. Okay. Yep. These are the things that we feel like I'll yeah. like try to like categorize everything like on, on the computer and I'll get like, I say this and people think it's crazy, but it's, it's not like a song written, but I'll have like anywhere between like 50 and a hundred demos before mm-hmm. a record is happening. Yeah. And it's just like cool ideas. It's not a song, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't think yeah. we've ever had that many, but um, we might, we, we might be on track to for this, whatever, we're doing next, I think, because we've just we have just been coming up with a lot of ideas. Yeah, um, we kind of like get something to like, you know, first chorus or whatever. Um, just playing playing it over a few times for like an hour or two, and then we'll just move on to something else and like just leave it, let it kind of marinate, and like come back to yeah. it at a later time. I'm really yeah, enjoying that because yeah, and if it's coming, like if it's flowing, like keeping that momentum up and just moving on to another idea is just a really yeah. good way to work, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Once the great you got, ideas you'll always come back to. Like you want, yeah. it'll be in your head, you know? That's, That's right. True. That's right. And if you don't go back to them, then they were just a stepping stone on on wherever the path, wherever you're going, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I think um, it, we're kind of a similar approach to our last album, which is like we're not trying to like sound like us or sound like another band or like anything in particular. It's just sort of like writing what feels good. And that's been like, we really enjoyed that or like writing last what time around. Like comes naturally as well. Cause sometimes yeah. it doesn't even feel good, but it just like fully comes, comes naturally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can move on if it doesn't feel good, but you still follow it through. And like, yeah, we haven't really sat around and discussed like, all right, this album is sounding like this. or let's do songs like that. And just, I think that's, like the more we've worked together, the more we're finding like that's who we are, and especially with this band. I think it's kind of how it started too. Yeah. Just like with just, we had no plan. So it's just like, see what the hell comes out. Yeah. That's cool. What about your approach with, with New Angel Dust stuff in particular? I've been like really, uh, so kind of um, stuff we've been working on right now is everybody has like their own ideas that they send to the team. We all like build off of them. Um, my input has been more, it's like my villain arc creatively. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like evil shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, okay, sick. Evil, dark, evil rock and roll music. But it's like, I think, uh, just like the way my brain works. And I think like, this is something that applies to, to y'all's band. It's like, there's going to be like pop elements in whatever I'm doing because mm. at the, at the core of everything I love is pop music. Yeah. You know, it's like, I love rock and roll. I love punk, hardcore, like whatever. But there's like like pop things in the music. Yeah. I think are attractive. You know, I'm not trying to necessarily make an album that's produced that way. Or, you know, it's like very guitar centric music. Yeah. But yeah, some little evil songs with some little hooks in it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Some evil shit. Yeah. Sick. I love that that um, you know, that that thing you mentioned about the like the pop centric thing and that you because that's kind of your that's where you like gravitate towards right mm-hmm, um for sure yeah and i really I, I quite relate to that and um i think it's sick and i love i love that you know i've watched a few things and stuff 
where, and read a few interviews with you, Justice, where you've talked about like how much you love rock and roll. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm like, and you've probably talked about it before, but like curious as to what, why, like what is, is it that makes you such like a rocker, at, <laughs> a rocker at heart kind of thing? Like <laughs> you are a rocker at heart. Um, I think what's interesting is like, the, I've loved music since I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like when I was a child, like I was like obsessed with, like, I remember after Terminator 2 came out and it was like the Rolling, the fucking, uh, fuck my time to Rolling Stones, fucking uh, Guns N' Roses. Oh yeah. They had like the, the big song on the soundtrack and the music video was like Arnold Schwarzenegger shooting people with the shotgun and yeah. doing bad boy shit and Guns N' Roses. I can't remember the song off the top of my head what song it is, but um, <laughs> totally. I'm also kind of a poser about music. Like I love music, but I'm, I'm not the kind of fool who can like tell you every song and who played dude, on it. Like, me too. Dude, me, that's me a hundred percent. I think that's, it's weird. It's like, I feel like that's almost like fools get really focus on the wrong details you know yeah. what i mean it's like yeah um, i'm more into like what guns and roses has to offer period you know like what is the thing what's it, what's it the what's mm. the, the core of it and you know like i was into rock and roll music guitar music as a kid and then hardcore and punk rock probably more specifically hard, the hardcore scene is like what really got me super involved where it was like oh i can do this too i can like play the guitar and sing and mm. i'm not a good singer but i can scream and people will just get into it you know um and i realized what hardcore what i think is interesting is people are always referencing the thing from a couple years ago it's like always like man like 10 years ago this was cracking and this era is trying these young kids now are trying to do what's happening 10 years ago right and for me personally it benefits me because 10 years ago was trapped under ice the yeah like my my predominant hardcore band yeah mm. shout outs and, uh i love doing trapped under ice it's authentic you know it's like not like something i do just because people yeah. want it right well, now. well you guys were playing shows last year right yeah we played um we played once this year so far and we got another thing or two this year see but it's kind of how that's what the level we're on now is like a show or two a year because yeah full kids and stuff and mm -hmm. but uh i think it's interesting like people get really hung up on like 10 years before and that's how people define hardcore hardcore is oh the genre of music is always changing like there's moments when Angel Dust is a hardcore band and there's moments where Angel Dust is not a hardcore band. And it's yeah. like, because the scope of young people who, and it is a youth centric genre of music as is punk, as is, I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not the youth anymore, but I get to play a role in it still. I think that's really mm. I'm very grateful that I can. Um, but I think it's cool if you like dig back further in the origin of like what we're trying to do like when we want to write the heaviest part it's like we can reference like the hate breed record that came out when i was a kid and or we can take it back further in the spectrum of hardcore and look at the crow mags or the bad brains or we can go further it's like the stooges yeah it's like that's where hardcore music comes from or we can go further back and it's like we're talking about the blues now you know yeah in the origin of it it's like uh like, what is the thing that makes all that special to me? Where does, what's the energy that makes me want to jump off the stage? We, mm. A lot of people call it punk, but I think it existed before punk or hardcore. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's the rock and roll. Like, if you take the rock and roll out of it, it's, uh, you know, again, the I think that maybe that's the blues. Maybe the yeah. blues is... The blues, mm, yeah, yeah. Which is still special and still a very uh, important reference point when making rock and roll music. But it's like, I'm never going to jump off the stage to Helen Wolf or something. I'm never going to... Yeah, yeah, but you... you and to put pit to it you know yeah totally but you but you know that feeling of like of like uh wrenching your 
your heart out though in the blue. It's got that as well. It's like kind of giving all yeah, your passion. Emo- like yeah. passion. Yeah. 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 And the heart fe- a feeling of heartbreak or something as well. That feeling. That kind of feeling. Yeah. There's there's like my, I I value anybody making music. I think that if you're making something and it means p- something to people, it's it has value. If I don't get it, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm just some guy mm. that lives in Baltimore and does my thing or whatever. It's like uh but there's certain music that I appreciate more and it's it's rock and roll. I'm looking for rock and roll in anything. Like if you're making what we call you know, if you're making pop music, if you're if you're making what we call indie music now, because indie music is another genre that's always changing stylistically. It's not the same thing yeah, yeah. as it was. Yeah. Punk's always changed. If if I don't hear rock and roll in it, if I don't like there's no element of rock and roll, I'm just like lost. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't like I'm like, hey, it's got value, I'm sure, but it it means nothing to me. I don't hear <laughs> Dude, I'm with and you. Rose, I'm whatever with it you. is, you know. I relate to that. Yeah, that's good. And I've honestly like, because it's really refreshing and um, nice to hear you talk like about rock and roll that way and literally like use those words rock and roll. Because like, I don't know, when when you're talking about it, it all makes sense and it sounds like cool. Whereas like there's this like kind of stigma like around like rock and roll that it's like for old dads and like all this kind of shit. But like... What yeah. you mean when you say it is something different and yeah. it's mad. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, dads, a lot of dads were probably cool at some point. Yeah, you know, exactly. They, they <laughs> got it at some point, you know, but it's like, look at like Chuck Berry, like early Chuck Berry. It's like rock and roll at that point when guitars were like so experimental and just like, just, it's like unhinged music. It's mm. incredible. I could, yeah. I could do the same thing to see in Chuck Berry live that I could do in a hate breed mosh pit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my body would just do the same shit. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what happens at some of your like Angel Dust shows, right? Like there's these shows that, I mean, songs that are like acoustic guitar on the album and then people are just like jumping off the stage to it and like... <laughs> yeah, that, that was the goal. I think some of that acoustic stuff, like people missed it. It's fair enough, you know what I mean? Like the context of music is always changing and some of it's like an experiment to see how much you can get away with and mm. still create energy, you know? Yeah, it's sick. Yeah. Um, I fucking but, love acoustic guitars. I love them. Yeah, dude, I think they're, they're like, such it's a great the most aggressive sound to me. It's so, yeah. 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 It's so good. Yeah. It serves so much purpose. Like they can just be like percussion in a song as well, you know? It's, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so good. I can't so, what, that. I mean, with the new stuff, are you sort of going experimental? Like, what do you, do you have any kind of direction with it? Or is, I mean, you said you're doing some, like, you're bringing the evil archetype to the record, but is there anything kind of different or that you're really excited about? Um, I guess production-wise, going to try some different things. And, mm-hmm. like, uh, I like the idea of recording a record in different spaces as opposed to just going into a room and, you know, like, people go in the studio for two weeks and be like, here's our record, you know? Mm, yeah. Uh, so we kind of did this on some level with the last record, but recording like in different rooms and it was predominantly all one studio, but I recorded some stuff at my house. This time we're like hopping different studios all across the United States. So uh, in March, we're going to be in, what the fuck is that? Um, in Indiana. It's a, a studio called Russian Recording. That's mm-hmm. got a cool, unique sound. So go in there and kind of like leave leave space in the idea for what the room offers, what 
um, my friend Damien's going to be recording us. Like, what's his input? You know, mm. yeah. it's really easy to like get a strict idea of what the record's going to be and go in the studio and like obsess over making, creating the sound in your head, you know, but what could it, it could be anything, you know? Yeah. I think that's a little more exciting. Yeah. That is exciting. Yeah. And, and then in a couple months, we'll do it again. Uh, probably, I think a friend in Ohio, we're going to go record with him for a couple of days, go out to LA, record for a couple of days and just mm. keep it moving and make a record that just sounds like all these different things. A lot of great records are like that. Yeah. We've been talking about that recently as well, like uh, uh, doing something different rather than the, like booking out a studio for two two weeks or whatever, you know, like doing mm-hmm. it incrementally along the way, um, having different sessions and then living with the songs for a little while as well and sort of like seeing how that informs the next batch of recording you do and shit as well. Yeah. Kind of cool. It's, it's, it's an organic process. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't think records are meant to be. It's like, that's just not the history of making music. You know, like early rock and roll music, it was like you went in and recorded a single. Mm. And you, when you got the next single, you go record. Maybe there's a point where you go in and knock out three songs. Yeah. But like a lot of modern pop and hip hop artists are recording some guy from whatever, from wherever makes a beat, sends it to them. And then they go in and just record the vocals for that one song. Yeah. And then when they get the next beat fucking with, they go do, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a Drake record. He's been recording that shit for fucking two years. By the time you hear it, by the time a Drake, Drake record comes out, there's six singles that were the single of the last of two years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All this shit that he's been rolling out and working on organically. And it, that's why it feels so natural. Yeah. relatable. Mm. you know? Yeah. You were saying um, before that, you know, like that you're not like a, you you can't tell us everything about Guns N' Roses or whatever, that kind of thing. Like, um, and, and I feel so the same about like, you know, we have this podcast. It's largely a music podcast. And often we'll have guests on who like uh, kind of have the encyclopedic, um, kind of music mind um, mm-hmm. and I always feel like I'm always a little bit like embarrassed by they're like you know such and such I'm always like oh, I no <laughs> I don't know I've been listening to the same like six records for the last six years sort of thing dude that's me totally yeah 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 um, but it's just a different way of consuming music isn't it like and I think it's, for some people it's like um, part of what they find exciting about music is like the discovery of new stuff, you know, like they yeah. go, oh, wow, I found this like random band from such and such and they're really cool. Um, and other people might get excited by the 190th listen of their favorite record that they've been listening to for the last decade, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. My favorite records, my most played records are always, it's the same thing every year. Like I, yeah. I already know it's going to be like a Wipers record or another one, a Blur record is in there. Yeah, sick. Something that Mike Dijon played guitar on. Who was um, that? Who was that you mentioned? Sorry, Mike Dijon. He's like a, a hardcore guitar player, but like, uh, like, but I I do categorize stuff in my brain, but like not on the level. You know, it's like I have like my favorite guitar players is like Greg Sage from the Wipers. Yeah, Mike Dijon. He played in Crown of Thorns and Breakdown and a lot of other New York hardcore bands that are really cool. He plays an Outburst now. Okay. Um, yeah, and then uh, Graham Coxon from Blur. He's a special guitar for sure. Yes. So it's like obsessed with those guys and their playing. So it's always a record of theirs at the end of the year that's like my top most listen. Yeah. Okay. Prefab Sprout. Y'all ever do Prefab Sprout? Oh, yes. Yes. Fantastic. 
Prefab Incredible. Sprout? Yeah, you yeah. would you would love. I don't Todd. know what that is. Oh man, you're this is gonna change your life. Yeah, I think I've been, I've I've thought so much about this and I've been talking about it now for the last year. The best song ever recorded in rock and roll history, I believe, is a song called Bonnie from Prefab Sprout. Bonnie. All right. They okay. Have songs that are like equally or close to as good, but I think that might actually be the best, one of the best songs ever recorded. It's insane. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'll um I'll. I'll edit it into the podcast. I'm just having a quick listen yeah, to it. Yeah, that's right cool. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I just added it. I'm going to listen after. Yeah. How about this? What is, what's y'all's favorite Australian bands? Current or or not? That's a good oh, question. Really good question. Um, well, my, my most listened to album from last year was an Australian band called Eternal Dust. They're like pretty like underground. Um, they don't mm. exist anymore. But their like last album um, was just so fucking good. Yeah. Like, how would you describe that record, Jamie? It's kind of like oh, it's kind of like um, slow, sort of like uh, heroined out uh, post punk. Um, nice. With like lots of uh, chorus and reverb, and uh, it's quite like cinematic at times. There's there's a song called um, Teddy, Teddy. Yeah, that's the one. And and the song to listen Dude. to start with is Teddy Bear Venom. I reckon. That album okay. is just so good. I really recommend putting it on a few times. Not not a fan of heroin in itself, but heroin yeah. sonically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's that's yeah. It just, it just works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of got that whole like thing going on. Um, good. It's really Thanks. nice. Yeah. Um, we toured with a band called Civic as well, who are good friends oh, of I ours. I love Civic. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, yeah, it smashed their album a fair yeah, amount of fast year. Great. Yeah. They um, just they just played the US and it's cool. I think people are real psyched on them. Like a lot yeah. of friends have brought them up to me. Yeah. And I think they could come back here again and just fucking kill it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, sure they, I'm they, sure they, they had a really good tour and they're doing <clears throat> like so good in like UK and Europe too. I think they're like killing it overseas in a really good way, which is sick. That's yeah. like awesome. rock and roll too. Like yeah. that's, that's yeah. good shit. <laughs> There's no, there's like no, uh, there's nothing to sift through. It's it's rock and roll music, definitively. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right. I think they're playing a fest with us in the UK, and oh, hopefully, run to them a little bit and see them a couple times. Yeah, on that tour. nice. That'd yeah, great. that'd be good. They're such they're such great guys. Um, um, what about you? What are you like? Any any kind of bands you're loving or listening to at the moment? Um, it's it's worth mentioning. I think my favorite record of the last decade or maybe two this is gonna sound extreme but i'm not bluffing this is genuine mm. do you guys know tyranaman yeah, yeah only by name that's it yeah yeah Dude, they, it's a self-titled record i think they're all melbourne based or were melbourne based um but self-titled record i think it's the only thing they've recorded it just is my favorite recording like it's like wow. of, of the last 10 to 20 years, it's my favorite record to listen. I, I, I listen to it more than anything. Whoa. They're awesome. Whoa. All right. It blew my mind. When I was there, I feel like I brought up to every Australian and like it was so rare that anybody knew what I was even talking about. And I'm like, how the fuck did this exist here? Yeah. And people were just fucking freaking out. You know, it's like, like that yeah. shit couldn't happen. My, if that was here, we'd just be freaking out. We'd be like, you know what I mean? How shit. did you get across it then? I mean, if, if 
people are kind of missed it here. I mean, I, I've heard of him. But I haven't thrashed it that much. And I know Lewis from Civic, he's gone on about it to me a few times really? as well. Yeah. How'd you get across you it? Yeah. I know like Royal Headache was a really important band yeah. in the United States. Yeah. Everybody's obsessed with Royal yeah, Headache. Was, and I want to say it was that connection somewhere. I found out about him from Royal Headache. Yeah. Or, yeah. See, um, yes. Um, one of, that's, um, a, that's an Australian band that was like, Yo, it's crazy. They've been playing in the US and selling out venues that a lot of the biggest bands mm. here were not. And just uh couldn't believe how much people love that band. I, I can believe it. I love yeah. Royal Headache. Yeah. 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 It's, it's cool to see it. You know? It's it was huge, huh? Like um it was it was he had some voice. He has some voice. It's really fucking amazing. Dude. It's incredible. It's def- it's soul. It's he got the yeah. blues. Yeah, where it meant rock and roll, and he harvested that. And yeah, yeah. I, how do you do that as a how's a white man's body make that sound? Yeah, <laughs> there's so much soul in that music. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've heard you like touch on it like heaps of times, but I think that band and a lot of these bands we've talked about, like it all comes down to like being like super authentic and like there's a lot of like passion and authenticity behind like. You know, there's obvious. Everyone's obviously got influences and like that kind of thing. But like, if you're writing and performing it in like a way that's just you, that's where it kind of shines. And I think that's definitely like Royal Headache. Yeah, absolutely. Um, every other, every American's favorite Australian band now is is Speed. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. fuck yeah, yeah, totally. They're huge, huh? I mean, dude, they are massive in the United States now. Like yeah. potentially the the biggest hardcore band. So cool. And that is crazy, uh, isn't it? It's like if you told me ten years ago how how important Australia would be in the United States music scene, you know? Yeah. I think people weren't maybe it was just how information was relayed or music was distributed, but like Americans were really not fucking with music outside of the United States for a long time, you know? Right, right. And and that's cool. all, all changed. You feel like Australia is like represented in like uh, across a lot of scenes and genres and stuff or are you talking specifically hardcore or? I think Australia has a reputation for just being really good at music, period. Like that's, I, I think that that idea is pretty universal. You know, it's like, when we were just in Asia, it's like a lot of like, you know, like kids in Singapore or um, Indonesia talking to me about Australian music. And um, it's cool. Like, I remember the first time we toured there, like you'll go to Europe and there's great European bands. I'm not trying to shit on nobody, but you get a lot more garbage, like just people just like imitating the thing and mm. they can't play. So like you get used to going on a tour in Europe and, and regular regularly just being like, yeah, what is this band we're playing with? And again, there's exceptions. There's some of my favorite yeah, um, heavy music bands are from Europe. Uh, but then you go to Australia and the worst band rocks so hard. Mm. They at least <laughs> can play their instruments so efficiently and everybody's trying to express themselves and they're not trying to live some fucking fantasy. Like, you know, it's like a thing like, like heavy music here. It's like we, there's this idea I'm from Baltimore, which when I was growing up was the murder capital of the United States and like mm. New York hardcore where people are singing about gang shit. And then you go to Europe and these kids are like, they like grow up in fucking like the weakest 
little fucking village in Germany. And they're like, yes, bitch, like gang shit. And they talk all this crazy shit. And then they play the music and it's like, it's imitation. It's not real. It's not authentic. Mm -hmm. I've never felt that with Australians. Like, it's like, um, it's like you go see the hardcore band, the fool got board shorts on. He was just like at the beach, he got a tan. And now he's doing his thing. And it's like Primitive Blast. That's like a great example of, of a band like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like those are some fucking Australian fools playing really aggressive music. <laughs> right. They're doing it kind of their way rather than imitating like the way they've yeah. seen it. Yeah. And they just care about the craft. And it's like yeah. a, lot of, a lot of good bands from Australia. That's not uh not blowing yeah. no smoke or anything. It's like yeah, no, totally. inspiring place to be in. There's um there's a there's a cool band called Sex Drive from the Gold Coast. Have you heard of Sex Drive? No. What's um, the vibe? It's uh like a hardcore Jason Punk kind of thing. Cool. Um, yeah, it's they're a sick band, and also I want to shout out Bitumen as well. Um, what is oh, it? Oh, dude, they're sick. Bitumen. Bitumen. Yeah. Dude, ch- chuck on um add to your Spotify um moving now 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 by Bitumen. Okay. Yeah. Fucking goes. With their, we, we toured with them for our album tour here last year and just they're one of those bands where you're like I can't believe I get to watch them every night it's like so good oh another cool heavy music band I, I really like they're putting out new music right now it's a band called AWOL oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I haven't really tapped tapped AWOL but I've seen their name on a bunch of posters and flyers yeah um they, they're working with a cool label in the US and I think they're coming over pretty soon. Sick. And it's sonically a terrifying band. I, I like, I know people here are going to freak out about it. It's cool. I'm excited. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, Have you heard of Oily Boys from here as well? Yeah. Oily Boys is cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a terrifying band. Yeah. 